welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewzium.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to episode 20. Can you believe it? That's a landmark. I mean, it feels really good. (laughs) It also feels funny that every episode we start with like, what number is this and why is that cool? Because <laughs> <laughs> we love words. We love numbers. Yeah, we're just like Drew. We do love words <laughs> and numbers. It's not a false thing. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not just saying that. Um, but episode 20 feels big. It's also our last episode of the year. Yes. So that's yep. very, very that's exciting. Big. It's also an awesome episode. So we'll oh, get boy. into that in a I few know. minutes. So it looks like we don't have any oopsie daisies because we were just perfect last week. <laughs> we were perfect. <laughs> I guess in a technical way, we do have a follow-up, a cosmic coincidence, if you will. Okay. Because last episode, we introduced a new segment called Drewism of the Week. Mm-hmm. And then on Drew's show, as I shared with you, she was talking totally unrelated and not even about like the funny things that she says, but she made a little comment about someone paying attention to your little special isms. She actually used the word ism. Yep. And Drew, we are always paying attention to your isms and we love them. So this, in the next episode, that will intro the segment. Actually, in this episode. Yeah, stay tuned. Also, at some point, we were made aware that not everyone knows that the You've Got Mail sound that we use for the segment You've Got Mail right here. You've got mail. From AOL Online. AOL Online. (laughs) AOL, which is America Online for you oldies (laughs) like us. (laughs) And they had a set of sound clips, including You've Got Mail, Hey Groovy for Welcome. Hey Groovy. And then the goodbye was Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, they were really cute. I think it was a thing they did with like a bunch of different celebrities recording different versions that you could then have as your computer sounds. Yes. Amazingly, we still have them. Like, yeah, I don't know how. I don't either. (laughs) So our uh, You've Got Mail this week is a comment that we got on our Instagram, just short and sweet. (laughs) You've Got Mail. From at breakfast at Dominique's. And it said, this podcast idea is adorable. Just found you. Can't wait to listen. Breakfast at Dominic's, if you've listened, write again and let us know how you liked it. Hey, good idea. Give us a follow-up. And if you aren't that person and you still want to tell us what you think, please do. We'd like to include your mail. You can send it to our Gmail, which is pod at Gmail. Or you can leave us a comment or DM us at pod on Instagram. And please do. Okay, so everything, I'll just tell you now. We'll kind of combine these two things. If we want to talk about what's new with Drew, the answer is nothing. (laughs) We're essentially deep in the holidays. So all her stuff is in reruns, the Drew Barrymore show and the Drew's News podcast. Reruns, nothing new. I've got nothing to share with you guys. Uh, The things that we talked about last week are still pretty current. So you can go back and listen to episode 19 if you want new stuff. But we are excited about this new segment and didn't want to abandon ship already. (laughs) You know, those cool little isms that we do. We're pulling a goodie, the one that I referenced last time. This is a historic Druism. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel confident this is her own uh, little improvised line here. I do not think this was scripted. Yeah, I think so too. All right. You want to read it? Yeah, sure. It's from Saturday Morning Cartoons from 1995. And here it is. If you're ready. (laughs) Hit me with it. I like being a couch potato lounge lizard loser with sour cream. (laughs) Perfect. That's a Jerusalem in a nutshell. (laughs) That's like, yeah, that I think that exemplifies it pretty well. (laughs) So good. Now let's briefly introduce our weekly topic. Pretty exciting. So Ashley behind the scenes has been arranging this for a little bit. (laughs) You don't have to give me credit. (laughs) I always want to give you credit. Come on. (laughs) Okay. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking to the makeup artist, Kim Green. And if you've been a Drewby for a long time, you should recognize that name because Kim served as Drew's personal makeup artist on several films. In fact, let's just list them real quick so you know what we're talking about here. Sounds good. (laughs) Let's start with Best Men. How about The Wedding Singer? Ever heard of Ever After? How about Home Fries? How about her beautiful look in Never Been Kissed? (laughs) Charlie's Angels? Ah, Donnie Darko. Riding in Cars with Boys? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? Charlie's Angels Full Throttle? 
and duplex. <laughs> so we're talking about a nice big chunk of Drew's filmography has been alongside this lovely lady. Mm-hmm. And we are stoked to get to pick her brain and see what kind of fun stories she has to share with totally. us. Totally. So if you're ready, we're going to get right into it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Kim Green is a veteran beauty and effects makeup artist with many, many credits as department head for film and television. She was Drew's makeup artist on 11 films from the mid-90s to the early 2000s. We're so excited for her to be joining us today to chat about her time on set with our girl. Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Welcome. Hi, thanks. <laughs> Glad to be here. We're so, this was, you have been on our guest wish list from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, You guys have always been so supportive of me. And honestly, I, I'm so grateful to you. You always pop in and give me credit when <laughs> people don't. <laughs> yeah. Which I we, like, that's a pet peeve of ours. We're so sticklers. I'm like, Kim took those pictures. Why aren't you quoting her? <laughs> no, it's just, I love it so much. And it's so kind of you. I, I really appreciate it. And oh. when you asked me to do this, I was like, no brainer. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so We're much. so lucky. <laughs> Um, do you want to just briefly just say how you kind of got started doing makeup in the entertainment in- industry? Uh, yeah, I went to college uh, at Indiana University and I majored in radio, TV, and film. And I minored in theater and art. And when I got out of college, um, I ended up actually going from Chicago, where I grew up, to Texas um, because my sister already lived there. And uh, I started working for a um, producer as just like a helper and, and, you know, a PA kind of thing and just worked my way in that way. Then I started working for some corporate, you know, outlets doing really just PA work, still store. Uh, See, this is where I get, this is where I just drag on too much. I want to hear how you ended up in the makeup department. So that's kind of like the trajectory that we're curious about. After I graduated from college in radio, TV, and film, and I minored in theater and art, I really didn't know what to do with my life. And uh, I had, I was working on a show and I saw some people doing makeup and I was like, well, hell, I can paint, (laughs) I can draw, I can do that. So I asked them questions. I went up and said, what, you know, how in the world did you get into this? And they told me, so I was in Texas at the time um, and I flew to California and I studied with a guy named Vincent Kehoe, who used to do um, Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor, um, those kind of people. And I I studied with him for a while. And then I took my little kit back to Texas and told everybody, hey, now I do makeup. And (laughs) you know, I'll, I'll be your PA and your makeup artist. And I would do things like that. And then I started doing models. I went to some of the um, model agencies and I said, I'll do models for free for pictures. And that's kind of how I started to build, you know, my portfolio, which is the main thing back then you had to have a portfolio and you would carry it around. It was a book. Um, (laughs) There was no internet or digital (laughs) anything. Um, It was a physical book. So I would take that around and Eventually, um, JFK came to Texas um, and it was a big deal. So anybody who did makeup at all went over and uh, got on to JFK. And um, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, was oh. also working on JFK. He was an apprentice on it. And I was a day playing makeup artist doing background. And we both moved to LA to follow our dream. Wow. I love that. Together, I love that. That's really cool. I also love that you just made it happen. You're just like, this is what I'm going to do now. (laughs) Exactly. And then the makeup artist, Ron Berkeley, who was the department head on JFK, I kept in touch with him and um, he ended up hiring me again here. uh, I actually worked on Michael Jackson's Black or White. Oh, wow. First week I was in Los Angeles. Wow. That's a pretty big one too. That's that a big gig. a small video. <laughs> it, it was enormous. And Nancy Reagan was there visiting Michael Jackson. And oh no, it was insane. And the little Thai girls, those were my, yeah. those are the girls that I did. Oh, what a 
cool little tidbit. I love that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I fell madly in love with it. And that was, <laughs> and you know, it's just like anything else and you just build your career from there. And, um, you know, and of course I, I ultimately ended up meeting, you know, Drew, I, I department headed for a while on my own and, you know, was an assistant for a while. Then I was a department head. Then I got in the union and, uh, got my hours, got in the union. And then I got hired, um, by a director named Tamara Davis. And she was uh, on a film called Best Men. And she hired me and Drew Barrymore was the lead actress in it. And then I called my friend, Barbara Rivera, who is a hairdresser who I'd worked with on other you know, films and stuff before that. But I knew that Barbara had worked with Drew on... Um, I can't remember the name. She of did you guys. scream with her right before this. She did scream with her. That's right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And uh, you guys are going to have better memory than me. Well, I'm but... really into scream. So that's, that's oh. part of it. <laughs> well, I ended up doing one of the screams years yeah, later. Yeah, scream four. I know. That was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> All things come around, don't they? <laughs> Um, so then Barbara, I said, Hey, if you're available, come do this, this movie as the department had Drew's going to be here. So she said, yeah, they hired her. Well, she didn't just say yes. They hired <laughs> her. And, uh, then I remember the first time I was supposed to meet Drew was actually to do a test. Like I had the job, but then I had to do a makeup test on her. And I was, I gotta be honest. I was scared. I was intimidated and I was nervous, Although she had done a ton of stuff as a child, had gone away and was just kind of coming back, I still knew her, you know, reputation, her family, everything. Yeah. So I remember going out and buying all new makeup and it was all really clean and beautiful. And I got like high-end, you know, Chanel and I had everything just laid out beautifully. And I remember she came in and she looked at the spread and was like, oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. I impressed her. (laughs) I impressed her. And then I did her makeup and she was really happy. And then I did the movie. Yeah. And she had that black hair. Like, were you surprised when you saw that she had the black hair? Because that was so new for her at that time. I don't remember, to be honest. I don't know if she had black hair when she walked in the door at that test or if that was far enough in advance. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I don't remember. Barbara has a better memory than me. She might remember. Well, we (laughs) love that you brought Barbara up because we always like think of you guys together on every set, like, like a package deal. So it's so cool. Well, we did on all of the Drew movies. I haven't really been working with her all that much. I mean, she kind of got hooked up with Scarlett Johansson and has gone down the whole Scarlett thing. And I've kind of gone my own way doing department heading and everything else. So unfortunately, I haven't worked with Barbara in years and years, but she's one of my best friends and will be forever. Oh, I love that. So cool. (laughs) Did you feel like you and Drew had an immediate connection once she was like impressed by your work and everything? Was it just like, yeah, we're going to, this is going to be a thing. Well, I think that Drew has a personality trait, um, just that kind of hippie chick that she has that flower child that I do too. Um, Also on top of that is very strong type a personality. So she's a hard worker. So am I. So there's a balance of like hippie chick and businesswoman that I think both Drew and I have, um, where there's that connection and I am a really hard worker and I take it really, really seriously. And I'm a good artist. And I think it's also a personality thing. So we did bond pretty quickly because we're so similar. And also because Barbara was there, So she already felt very safe and comfortable with Barbara. I was good friends with Barbara. So it's kind of like, oh, this is my good buddy and you're going to love her. (laughs) Perfect. I love that. (laughs) I love, there's so much about that whole thing that feels very Drew. Like, first of all, like having this person she already knows, Barbara, who like came back and then you kind of came like kind of along with that as this little package. And then, so you're right. Like, I think Drew from what we've seen really likes to work with the same people and she like develops this like comfortable bubble around her like in yeah. a way that like she's just very like she's got that power of course she does yeah once you were like 
coming back and working with her over and over again? Was it just like, of course, or were you surprised when it was like three projects in the next year and a half that you were, you guys were on together? I don't think I was surprised. I was delighted. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, we, I think it's also timing, you know, she was coming in back into the business. She did poison Ivy. Um, and she did a few other things. And then I don't think she had a personal makeup or hair person yet. I think she was just, you, you know, whoever was the department head on the show or the department heads. And I don't think she really at that moment had the power to have personals. And then she started to get that kind of, you know, ability to do that. And also Barbara and I were, I mean, we, we would willing to do her and department head. I get it. Oh, okay. Right. So other than being one or the other. Right. And when you look at the credits, Barbara and I were the department head makeup and hair whenever we could, um, unless it was say in New York or in Canada where we had to be personals or if it was a situation where they already had their department heads, but Drew would say, I got to have my girls. You know? <laughs> and then we would go in as personals. But I always wanted the career of a department head. So I wasn't really interested in being um, a personal show after show after show. I wanted to build the credentials of a department head. Yeah. Okay. And I would imagine that a lot of these being flower films kind of related projects probably helped her be able to give you that or like was she making those decisions because they were her productions like she could say well Kim's gonna do that because (laughs) I'm I'm running the show and I want Kim to be the head (laughs) yeah I think Drew and Nancy Javonin um had all the power obviously in those on those films that we did that were under their banner right um yeah for sure so cool. Yeah. I guess can we jump to Ever After because we're kind of in that era of her okay. career and uh we've seen and read about your process creating the the you know famous ball scene where she comes and that it sort of started originally looking like a literal butterfly on her face, right? And so what can you kind of tell us about that process? Well, Barbara Vera, myself, uh Gwen Stroman who was Drew's assistant at the time, um, Chris Miller wasn't there yet. Yeah, pre Chris. Um, <laughs> we all love Chris. Uh, and I loved Gwenny. Andrew all went to France together. And we stayed in, I can only call it almost like a mini castle is the best way to put it. Cool. And it was like, it must have been made in the 1200s or something or built because it was insane. And there was Amazing. this giant kitchen with a 12 to 14 seat table. And we pretty much lived at that table, the four of us. And there was a whole rest of a house, but we loved the kitchen and we would make uh, meals. We would all switch off who's going to cook dinner that night after work. And it was so much fun. We had to cook for a minute, but then we're like, nah, we can do it. So we did it ourselves. (laughs) And, um, we, we were in this little town called Sarla and we had more fun. My life experience on that film was one of the best life experiences, really uh, top 10 life experiences that I've oh, had. Oh, wow. And, you know, we had such a good time. We had listened cool. to music. We brought CDs, if that'll tell you how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we brought our own CDs with us and we had listened to music and make dinner and hang out and we would drive around on the weekends I mean on the wrong side of you know you had to drive on the other side of the road so that was always interesting we actually went canoeing on the Dordon and I I had Drew in my canoe and as I was paddling she'll kill me for telling you this but I don't care as I was paddling Drew was reading Lord Byron poetry as I was paddling away <laughs> Was, was she at least home. reading it aloud to entertain oh you? God, <laughs> she was reading it aloud because that's just, <laughs> is that just so Drew? Yeah. <laughs> reading poetry, having the loveliest of times on a yes. canoe as I'm paddling away. <laughs> I wish I had like, we had an illustrator as part of our team. Oh, so somebody amazing. could like illustrate Animate what that. you described. I got it in my head though. <laughs> we were on there with, uh, there were three other canoes and it was Barbara and Gwen 
and two two of the ads that we were friends with on the show as well, Gilles and I think it was Richard. Um, anyway, but I was in the canoe with Drew as she read poetry. <laughs> what a You're memory! Like, Come on, help me paddle. She's like, I'm busy. <laughs> she did paddle at some points, but no. But I love that but image. Mostly, like... she sat and read Lord Byron. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. She's getting in character. <laughs> it's the greatest memory in the world. I have a wonderful memory from that. We had such a good time. I I really miss those days a lot. Aww, that's amazing. So cool. And then with the butterfly, was it just oh, like? I I, no, I, I guess I should we, talk about makeup. We live for those stories. That's like well, what you just told us. We're like, please. Yeah, we, we love those kind of little details. Well, so the the ever after breathe makeup, I guess you would call it the breathe makeup or the, the ball makeup. Um, when we, when I read the script, I guess I missed this very important note, (laughs) but I will get to that. So Drew said that for the ball, she wanted to have a butterfly makeup because you know, Drew loves butterflies and she had this gorgeous gown, but they were still building the gown. It wasn't ready yet. So I went, she was, we were living together. So it was really easy. I had my model right there and I would practice doing these butterflies on her face. And I would do one color on one side and one on the other with all this veining and all this beautiful butterfly makeup. And we put it, I kind of remember we put it on film. We took pictures, but we also put it on film at one point and the producer said, we love it, but here's the problem. Leonardo da Vinci is painting her face and I was like, oh, I forgot that. <laughs> that was the little moment I forgot. And they said he painted birds wings, not butterfly wings. You can't do a butterfly. Oh. So, yeah. So back to the drawing board. And I also want to say that I'm, you know, and I always say this, I'm a good makeup artist, but I'm no Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pressure. You kind of recreate his work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was terrified. So I had to come up with something. And they also said something else that when I did the butterfly, it kind of, ma- it was, it kind of masked her face. And the last thing they want is to hide Drew Barrymore's face, right? So it had to be a mask that looked like wings, but didn't cover her face. That was beautiful. So it was kind of like, okay, what am I going to do now? Plus just a little side note, in that period, which was the 1600s, right? So, or the 1500s, 16th century, everything, the makeup wasn't makeup. You didn't buy Clairol, right? I mean, it was crushed raspberries or crushed, you know, or paint or, you know, any of those other things. And we did do, so I had to come up with ideas that looked like nature. It couldn't look like makeup. It had to look like it came from nature. And when we were shooting the scene with Leonardo da Vinci, I don't know if it made the movie, but there was a whole scene with him and he had all this stuff in front of him. And there was like crushed glittery stuff. And I went, oh, I can do glitter because he's using gems. He's crushing gems into his paint to make it sparkly or whatever. Oh, what a cool detail. Yeah. So that was really important to me. And I was just kind of looking at the table of all the different things um, that they would have been using. Plus I did a lot of research and remember there was no internet. Library. The library and I got a lot of books. We love libraries. (laughs) So I miss going to the stacks and just hanging out reading books and looking and studying the different periods and things like that. I really love doing that. And some, you know, and I did learn a lot, you know, I learned a lot about makeup and what they would do at that time period, you know, the very pale makeup, you know, had, had poisons in it, you know, lead in yeah. it. And that was just real, you know, killed people at, you know, younger age. At least they look pretty. No, just kidding. <laughs> but they look fabulous, you know, the queens or whatever. And they also would then get the, the, the makeup would cause sores and things. So then they would pile more on and then the little moles, the little dark moles that they would put on people, stars and like moles and stuff that was to hide wounds or get ready syphilis. Oh my. This is the kind of stuff I used to learn going to the libraries. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, back to Drew. Um, (laughs) So I, I studied a little bit. I looked at, you know, once I figured that all out, I was like, okay, so I have to draw like Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) Good luck. Um, 
So that's when I started thinking about, you know, the, the little crystals, because I saw that, okay, that's something he could have used. Um, the colors, the, the, the shimmery sort of bronzes and silvers and golds. Now I will also say when you see the movie, a lot of that is gone from the lighting, but when you saw her in real life and when I, when I put it on her, it is much more obvious and you can see that it's wings um, and where the crystals are obviously or where the wings would have been at the top but it goes all over her face um, in the in sort of the shape of wings but very sheer and very pretty so that was kind of the story of it didn't end up being a butterfly <laughs> got it I love that though it's such a beautiful look like mm-hmm. I can I can say definitively that I probably like fell more in love with drew just seeing like that scene i mean it's just such a like gorgeous i mean first of all it's like this climax of the film too like it's you know but it's just an amazing look so i love hearing the background of like getting there yeah it was a challenge and it was a it was a hill to climb but we honestly i get more compliments about that makeup than than almost anything else i've ever done wow it is yeah. iconic. We use that word a lot on our podcast, but there, <laughs> that one is. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I want to is. get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And and like talking about like research and libraries, that's like yeah, right up that our alley stuff. too. <laughs> yeah, we're like, <laughs> yes. So another iconic look, the next one we want to talk about is Never Been Kissed. Mm. So how, how fun was it to grossy Drew up for Never Been Kissed? <laughs> Um, I love Josie Grossi so much and never been kissed. It's such a good film. Um, so let me, I'm going to back up for a second and, yeah, and talk sure. about the character arc of Josie uh, in the film. We all remember Josie Grossi because uh, it's such a you know specific <laughs> look, the, the costume, Mona May and the hair, Barbara Vera in and the makeup me, but uh, the braces, which was Gary Archer uh, made those braces um, I love Gary. And we all think about that, but really those were just flashbacks and not that many of them. Right. Short little segments, really. Right. So Josie, her character starts out as a child as Josie Grossi and this kind of nerdy, unpopular girl. And she grows up to be kind of a nerdy, unpopular woman. <laughs> and she is a reporter, right? I mean, she's a reporter writer and she's very mousy and she had brown mousy hair and kind of mousy makeup, very bland. And then she goes to high school. And so all of these designs, this whole arc had to be created before we started shooting. So we read the scripts, Mona May, the costume designer, Barbara Vera hair department head and myself sat down and we talked about this arc of Drew's character, Josie, that was going to happen in the show. And first of all, it's not just her, it's everybody else and all the other characters. So we're doing a comparison the whole way around of Drew's character compared to the other characters. And I was department head, so I was designing the whole thing. I had other people obviously working on it. I'll do the whole thing myself. (laughs) But the job the job of the department head is to design, create the design. So we had to find out, first of all, talk about reference, what was going on in what was it, 1996, I want to say 97. Um, what was trending at that moment? <laughs> and we had to really look at that, what was trending, and then a little heightened version of what was trending mm-hmm. and make Josie the opposite of that. So the other three girls, the popular girls they were what was trending. And then we had um, Josie, but it was really interesting when she starts out as the ugly duckling. And when she goes to the high school, the first time we see her in that white number, white feathers, that was her interpretation, Josie's interpretation of what was going on, what was trending, but she was totally wrong <laughs> because she couldn't see style. Like she wasn't, she didn't have the taste to know what they were really doing. So we had to come up with, what are we going to do for that? So we did some tests. We did a few things and Barbara ended up just doing too much curl. 
too poofy, <laughs> too, too much curl in the hair. And I tried a few things. There was one thing I tried that we did not end up doing was there was, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a time before there was inclusive makeup colors where everything was pink. Yeah. <laughs> there were like seven colors and they were all pink and they were horrible. And a lot of girls in the early nineties would wear, or the you know late eighties that I remembered would wear this sort of pink mask on their face and they wouldn't do their necks. Uh-huh. So it was totally. like, and it was super <laughs> thick because nobody showed their freckles back then. No, no, no. You didn't have freckles. They didn't exist. So you would wear this thick, thick makeup. And then a lot of the girls didn't put it onto their neck. So I thought that was really funny. And I said, Drew, I want to do it. I want to do it so bad. It's really funny. And she was like, I don't think people are going to get it. And oh, really? Like, All right. <laughs> so we didn't end up doing that. But what I did was I did make her makeup a little pinker than it should have been. And I didn't do a lot of eye makeup as I recall, but we did this like pale pink lip was in, but instead of making like a good pale, I did sort of this pink that kind of was, I don't know, opalescent or something. It was just very frosted, right? Like I frosted immediate. (laughs) I think of the lips. They're like almost like a skin color. (laughs) They're like skin color, frosty, ugly, terrible. And um, because she had no idea. She thought it was cool. Josie thought it was cool, but it wasn't cool. So she was like a style disaster. <laughs> and then as she gets into the community, she becomes sort of friends with the popular girls. She starts to learn how to do her hair and makeup and how to dress. And so I did too much makeup and wrong. And then I kind of <laughs> did a palette cleanser where she wore nothing, like almost no makeup at all. And then from that palette cleanser, then I started adding, um, and I think Barbara just did kind of straight hair, if I remember right. Yeah. And then we started to add cool, you know, like what was modern, what was at that moment, remember it's very different now, um, because <laughs> yeah. in Jessica Alba, I was doing, you know, these crystals and all these designs on her, you know, because that was cool and hip and East Indian. <laughs> it really was. was. Yeah. So I did bindies on her and I got to really play with Jessica Alba's character. That was really fun, but it had to be cool and hip, which is now back again. You know, all these crystals and all this. It went away and now it's back. (laughs) But I did that on her and by contrast. So again, they all were what was happening at the moment and trending and Drew is the opposite. But by the end of it, end of the movie, She's wearing spice lip liner, which was really big at the time, as you recall from Mac. And she was wearing, you know, beautiful, soft makeup and her hair was really pretty with just a soft wave and her costumes. I believe Mona May had that dress, that pink dress at the ballpark made for her specifically custom made for her. So, and then she was the beautiful Josie, you know? So many fun, different looks. Like you're right. It really is like an evolution. I I love hearing this. And part of the reason I love hearing it is because it's so well done. Yeah. That you don't, I didn't think of all that trajectory. Like I think of certain iconic scenes, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I like, of course, you know, we know in the film she has this, she's growing up while she's playing this teenager. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, it's really cool to think like, your job was to make us not notice that that's happening kind of, you know, like to make it not so obvious that like, oh, now they're trying to make her look this way. Like she just does, it fits with the character so well. So that's, it was a beautiful job. Like, Thank you. What an amazing compliment, truly. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Howdy, Howdy, Droomies. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for thedrewzam.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration (laughs) quite a few times, but then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and 
the issue is solved within moments. We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, and if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. <laughs> So then next you went on to what I would imagine has got to be one of your biggest professional undertakings with all the looks and disguises, Charlie's Angels. And I mean, what kind of challenges did that entail? (laughs) Well, I ended up doing both Charlie's Angels films. So I must, I will tell you that all the different disguises and the stories have all blurred into one giant movie for me. (laughs) Sure, that makes sense. Don't hold me to remembering the differences because I do. You're not the only one, by the way. (laughs) Not everybody has weird encyclopedic memories of it like we do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, again, what I loved about working with Drew and Nancy Javonin and Flower Films was they always did days of prep and makeup tests. So we would create all of these looks in three to four days in, in makeup tests. Wow. It was never fly by the seat of your pants and figure it out on the day. It was always worked out. And, you know, we had a lot of looks. We had um, Lady Insane, which was a major, you know, David Bowie ripoff. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we had the, ma- when when I turned Drew into a man. Um, <laughs> Such a good that, one. Oh we loved that. <laughs> and that had to be figured out. And, um, Oh, the, the real sexy one where she's in the car with her baby blue eyeshadow and her feathered uh, back hair, hair and her sexy outfit, you know, um, at the racetrack. I think yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. And, um, we did an East Indian, which, you know, I don't know if you could really do that these days anymore, <laughs> but at the time we, you know, turned her to sort of into an East Indian woman, yeah. um, a biker chick, a Swedish girl. Remember that one? I love that one. (laughs) We had so many different looks, the pussycat dolls. And again, that was like the star. I remember put uh, um, Swarovski crystals in the shape. Yeah. She was really into wearing stars on her face at that time. Did that come from you or? Um, Honestly, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I came up with the star for that, for that look, whether she was inspired by that or not. I don't know. I think so. I definitely copied it too, by the way. (laughs) I was doing that for a while at that time. And actually, I just realized just going back to the ever after breathe look, like having shimmers all over our faces, I feel like that was something that I would have done like after ever after. Yeah. So just like thinking of how it carried over, not into like Drew's makeup looks, but like Drewby's. Right, (laughs) exactly. It it was real. It was a real thing. I think that that a lot of, I mean, if you look at Euphoria now, you know, this makeup artist just came up with some, you know, great ideas. Not that we did, weren't doing crystals and things back in the day, but like she yeah. kind of brought it back and people have copied it. Like little girls are wearing, you know, all the shimmer and the sparkles and the crystals again. And I think that we can, we do influence the public. Definitely. Absolutely. And I'm yeah. always for glitter. So it's, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I mean, that's, what's fun about it. If you, if that happens to happen, it's pretty great. You know, it's fun, but it doesn't come up, you know, it's not like you think, Oh, I'm going to inspire people. You know, you're just like, <laughs> what I'm a film and television makeup artist. So I'm thinking what's correct for the character. Yeah. And always. then it just happens to get popular because you did <laughs> such a good job. <laughs> yeah. <Thank you. laughs> One thing that's so fun about Drew's looks, especially like around the time that you were working with her, is that she would kind of change her like entire hair color and her style. Was that that was that more challenging that she changed her look so much from project to project? Or was that kind of a welcome like, oh, great, I get to do something totally different with Drew? I really loved that she wanted to change her look for everything. Um because she was always character driven, like I'm character driven. So why would the character always have, you know, blonde, long hair 
for every single movie or you know television show it doesn't make any sense and i loved that she wanted to be different people and different characters and i was inspired by that and drew also liked to try new makeups you know it's not a surprise she ended up having a makeup <laughs> company because she was always asking me to try new foundations new makeups um you know different brushes like i was always um, trying new things. And I, I loved that. That's so cool. I didn't even really make the connection that we should like ask you about, you know, was she showing a lot of interest in makeup already at that time? It makes perfect sense. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, there was also Jillian Dempsey mm -hmm. and Drew were really good friends. I would say best friends. And Jillian at that time was doing, um, a lot of her print stuff. I did some of them. I did the things that had to do with my character, my characters, but um, Jillian was doing a lot of her print stuff at the time and I was doing her films. And um, Jillian had a makeup line. And I remember Jillian, and, well, J Drew was involved in it for a while. And I remember the three of us at my house, at my table, coming up with, you know, color ideas and make, and, you know, different things like that. It was really fun. I, I got you know, no credit for that, but <laughs> I was there helping. Now we know. <laughs> I mean, we, we followed that. It was called Deluxe Beauty. I'll just throw it in there. Oh yeah. I love Deluxe Beauty. And yeah. I, love, you know, I love Jillian. She was great. And, and it was because, you know, why not get another makeup artist advice? Why not? I didn't definitely. Know. Yeah, so you're now 400 years later. <laughs> so if they were doing like promotional photos, like for the poster for a movie, you would come and do that. But if it was like a magazine shoot, usually it was Jillian. Well, some of the magazines I did, there was a few, not as many as I would have liked to, because they were great money and really fun to do. But um, <laughs> I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but there there was probably at least 10 that I did. But Jillian did cool. the lion's share of the sort of of that part of Drew's life. That's fun to learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you say that there was like one ultimate favorite if you had to pick one look that you did for her over all those years? I know that's asking a big thing, but like, what's the first thing you think of as like the one you're the most proud of? I will say that it's the Just Breathe. Yeah. Um, the Ever After <laughs> makeup. Yeah. I'm very proud of that makeup. And, and like I said, it was, it was hard to get to it. So sometimes those are the most satisfying. <laughs> Yeah, the most satisfying. I was going to say rewarding. Yeah. Rewarding. <laughs> I couldn't think of the exact word, but those are both good words. <laughs> we get it. We love research and the payoff well, of that. So. Also, people are, you know, still to this day, some, you know, still wearing that makeup for Halloween, you know, yeah. if, if it happens to come on television, which it hasn't in a while, but if it happens to come on TV, um, you know, then it resurges again, you know. I love that then I start hearing about it again, you know? So. That's so fun. Yeah, it's probably gonna live on ago forever. did I do that movie? Yeah, <laughs> too many, let's not count. <laughs> I don't wanna think about it. <laughs> I always get it like a few years off, yeah. but a long time, <laughs> let's just say a long time. Yeah. I mean, both both Ashley and I basically became fans like the year that that came out, yeah. like became big fans. So that, that and like Never Been Kissed, those are all like really early on in our like, teenage obsessive you know <laughs> time so it's like it almost feels fresh in our mind like sometimes I'm like 2005 that was recent right <laughs> oh yeah all the time we think that way <laughs> isn't that weird it is true it all you it's know so as I'm weird. thinking about these films it feels like yesterday I mean I'm on that canoe you know I can <laughs> see it we're on there too somehow now. <laughs> I know. Now we get to join in that fun memory. <laughs> okay, so um, this next thing is kind of speed round, but you can speak as much or as little as you want about these things. So um, if you have a quick story, whatever you have. So I'm just going to list a film and anything fun that you remember. So what do you remember about Home Fries? I remember the smell of Drew's fake pregnancy belly. <laughs> We actually have a magazine article that references the smell of smelling like pancake batter. Is that true? It was like <laughs> if pancake batter was slightly off <laughs> and had not been refrigerated for about two weeks. Lovely. <laughs> I can almost smell it now. It was so awful. 
I hated the way that belly smelled. And it was, oh it was a really strong memory. I love that somebody else has talked about that in a magazine. Yeah, it was Drew. Like Drew said, it smelled like pancake batter. That, isn't Which that is... Drew just twisting it to the positive? Yeah. <laughs> but really it was so like great. rotting pancake batter. <laughs> Slightly off pancake batter. Yeah. That's a good one. That's okay, great. how about quick anything about the wedding singer? I just remember having a lot of fun. I remember Adam Sandler and the boys all playing hoops at lunchtime. They put up a basketball net and a court and outside of the trailers and they would play basketball. And I also remember Adam inviting us into his trailer, a bunch of us, like 10, 15 people, and he would play his guitar for us and sing. Wow. That's fun. And don't you love that most of these are not really on the set? I just remember That's okay. These, we love the these fun stories. experiences. <laughs> and um, I really loved Drew's character in that. I thought she looked really darling. And I know that she had a really good time on that movie. Yeah, it comes through. That movie's just like pure joy. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> it really is. I, I really enjoyed it too. Riding in cars with boys. What do you got for riding in cars with boys? Cold. First thought. <laughs> Freezing cold. I remember we would be riding in um, the follow van, following the car driving, and we never broke for lunch because there wasn't enough daylight. It was dead of winter in New York, Ugh. and there wasn't enough daylight. And so catering set up all of the troughs, I call them troughs, you know, those big metal things with food in them on the side yep. of the road. And we drive by it and like, just kind of like longingly look at the food out there. <laughs> and then we'd come around again. And I remember one time they stopped because the DP was like, stop the van. And so we stopped the van. This is a true story. He got out, he lifted the top of the, you know, the food trough and he took a giant spoon, stuck it in the food and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and then threw it down, jumped back into the van, and off we went again. <laughs> That's what I remember. And Penny Marshall. I remember Penny Marshall was so funny and, you know, intense. She was intense. And she was she seems intense. <laughs> I did really enjoy her. She was funny, but, you know, she had her moments. But, um, I thought Drew did a beautiful, beautiful acting job on that film. I was really proud of her. She oh. had to incorporate a lot of ages. Yeah. And, you know, I had to make her look 17 and all the way up to 37. So that was yeah. a bit of a challenge on a girl who looks young. You know, she always has, looked, she looks young now. She's, yeah. she's always looks young for her age. So it was really just, that was a lot of challenge in itself, but ultimately, um, I just did this very 19, I think it was 1991. We were at that, we, not when we shot it, but what I was supposed to be portraying, I think it was. And I just did this really intense, dark eyeshadow and this matte red lip just kind of went straight period. And then I added a little bit of aging around her eyes and some capillaries and things like that, a little bit of aging, but it actually worked really well. And I remember reading an article, somebody was like, oh, thank God for light aging. You know, like we yeah. didn't try to, she was 37, not 57. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, that whole film, again, it's one of those things, like it, I think it was definitely big Drew's biggest acting challenge at that point, or like by then, mm -hmm. I think there've been some other big acting challenges since, but again, the makeup aided really well in when you kind of jump to different ages. So I think you did a beautiful job. There Thank you. Well. And I, I think Barbara did too. I think she, she really, again, it was a lot of conversations and a lot of practicing, you know, to make Drew go from 17 to 37 and all the ages in between. And, um, you know, we, we were there to support her period. I mean, it was a big deal to her that film. Yeah. Uh -huh. Can I ask one more thing about kind of how you would collaborate with Barbara really quick. Uh -huh. So when you would do the planning, what types of like, what types of notes would you take? Like, would it just be, we're thinking this and this for this kind of scene and like here are some ideas of looks like just jotting down ideas or would you ever like collect images of outfits or how would it kind of, I'm just curious, like what kind of like paper there would have been, <laughs> right. but, you know, like 
as an archivist, I'm fascinated. I, I get what you're asking. Um, I, I wish I had it here, but I had a face chart that was drawn that looked like Drew's face. Okay. And which I still sometimes use today to do face charts. It's funny. Um, oh. And I did youthening on it and I did aging on it. And I would draw on color with colored pencils, basically what that the transitions would be. Cool. And Barbara would pull tear sheets, you know, from magazines or I would pull tear sheets like, cause it's also different. Like yep. for every show you're like, well, where, where, how am I going to get this idea across to Drew? to the producers, to the director, because we don't live in a vacuum. We don't get to just do whatever we want. We have to present this stuff and it has to get approved and whatnot. Um, More so now even than back then. So you would have to, in order to express the idea, you have to draw, pull tear sheets, um, get other videos, other, you know, other movies, just whatever you could do to get the idea across. That's so cool. Like, have you ever come across any planning documents? That would be really cool for us to see if you'd be willing to share We're very into like tangible (laughs) documentation. I'm I'm just picturing what that might've looked like. Like I've seen like illustrations of costumes before, but like for makeup, it seems, I can't picture, but that's so cool. You would like draw. Maybe I'll actually um, post something too and you can share it, right? Oh, that'd be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea to show. I, when I, I actually teach department heading, I have these seminars, they're like two day seminars and I have those in my slideshow. So it won't be too hard for me. Oh, to cool. Them. Cool. Okay, Some, a that. couple of <laughs> things. I think I might have a couple of Drew, so I'll show, I'll happy to send We'd them. love to see any of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're nerds of like every part of the process. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. But yeah, I mean, Drew was, but by the way, if I didn't mention this, Drew was in, really involved in, in all of this design as well you know, we were expected to come up with ideas, of course. And then she, we would sit down, either we'd go to her house, we'd sit in our kitchen or we'd sit outside and we would go through everything. And she had obviously had opinions. And so we would adjust or we would just go, yeah, thumbs up, or we would make adjustments and then we'd come back. So it was me, Barbara and Drew for sure, figuring everything out. Oh, I love that's, that. so that's cool. not surprising at all to hear it was mm-hmm. so collaborative with her, but it's fun to just like get that confirmation. <laughs> totally. Liz, Drew is so stylish. She just so understands character and she understands her character better than any of us. She studied it longer. She's, you know, she just brings a lot to it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, last little speed project question. Anything from Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? <laughs> the first time I saw George Clooney, <laughs> I acted like a 12 year old little girl. <laughs> I was giggling and stupid. And Drew kept elbowing me to calm the fuck down. Drew kept elbowing me to calm down because I was so excited to meet George Clooney. Understandable. <laughs> Other than that, I do remember it was 1960s and I brought um, a whole bunch. I drew a bunch of different 1960s makeups, different. Was it the 60s, right? Yeah, I think it goes 60s, 70s, very beginning of 80s. It definitely yeah, goes through the years 60s, too. 70s, 80s. That's why I'm questioning it. Yeah. So I ha- I brought a bunch of different makeup styles and we went through them and I showed her because we didn't have time in advance to sit down and do any tests. We just kind of went to Canada, right? Wow. And so I had drawn a bunch of stuff to show her so that on the day we could just do it. And she would just, I would like do like A, B, or C and she'd pick C. (laughs) You know what? Now that we're thinking about it, that's another like really well done, subtle aging, I feel like. Like you can tell she's supposed to be older at the end, but it's not like in your face ridiculous. Like it's just like, okay, she looks different than she did earlier in the film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I truly think that when I do, I've done aging for other films too. In fact, I just did aging on one character in um, a TV show that I finished last year. And I just took some Bluebird and I did some uh, light aging around the eyes and a little bit on the forehead and whatever. And it was, you would you could look at him in real life and not really, you'd be like, how old are you? You know what I mean? People didn't realize it was makeup. They just thought he was an older guy. And what you take it off and he'd be 10 years younger like that. You know, So cool. Such a talent. (laughs) I don't think you have to, unless somebody's now getting to their fifties, their sixties, where you start getting dimensional 
age yeah. changes, like the nasolabial fold starts to become more obvious, eye bags, the lids get heavy. When we get to that point, then you're going to start putting pieces on. Okay. Okay. So this last thing is kind of a funny one and we didn't put it in our thing, but Ashley has a um, visual aid. So yeah. she's going to share it. And then we're going to ask you a question. About it. It's just kind of a silly it's thing. Silly, but it's just one of those things that as like droobies, we always notice this mirror, the smiley face mirror, if you can see. <laughs> God. Is that yours or is that Drew's? That's 100% mine. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> do you still have it? Uh, I do have it somewhere. There's no way I threw it out. It was cracked. It was beat up. Oh. But I always like the idea that no matter what, when she was holding that mirror, I'd have a smile. And it's just funny that she was so frequently photographed with it. Like it is just so fun. And it was just one of those things. I just remember like on our old message board, somebody being like, oh my gosh, it's that mirror again. <laughs> you know? Well, I absolutely love that smiley face icon. I always have since I was a kid. And when I saw that yeah. mirror, I'm like, oh, that's perfect for Drew. Oh, <laughs> it's it. so cute. Yeah. And it's, it is really cute. Like for us to see like a candid photo or paparazzi photo and like, she's there's that mirror again. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That it's was really my mirror. I have it somewhere. We just had I to get this, the truth on that one. We had to know. <laughs> so cute. I love that. I forgot about that mirror. Thank you for the cute reminder. The great reminder. Oh. <laughs> well, man, thank you, Kim. This is really cool. I mean, it feels like we've kind of known you, but this is really our first meeting and it's been so fun to chat with you and hear your stories and get your beautiful energy. It's just been a blast. Oh, thanks. I love you guys. You're you're doing great things and and keep it up. I mean, it's pretty special to have the, you doing all these things for her. Oh, thank you. <laughs> cool. We do it a lot for ourselves because it's fun, but <laughs> no, absolutely. I know you're doing it for you, but I hope she's appreciative because it's it's really special what you do. She's always shown us a tremendous amount of appreciation and gratitude. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> we feel lucky. Yeah, we feel, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say we feel yeah. lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's, she's a good one. I know. It's 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 this thing where anytime somebody we've talked to talks about the, their experience with her, there's kind of the same kind of feeling like she's a pro She's incredibly kind. She comes prepared. She gives the attention to the people she needs to give the attention to. Like all of this, I love. Like I love that she collaborated with you guys on the looks. Like oh, she didn't sure. have to do that, right? She could just be like, you guys pick, I'll come in. <laughs> that's true, but that is not true. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's amazing. So we love having this personal insight from you. Oh, We're so grateful great. that you took your time to contribute to our podcast. This of is so course. fun. Yes, these are you. awesome. All right. You guys rock. Uh, thanks, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Bye, you guys. All right. Bye. So that was cool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so cool. Why is every person we interview so delightful? <laughs> I mean, because th there's a reason that they've worked with Drew. Exactly. And, you know, like, I think that's what it is. I'm just going to attribute it to, like, drew picking amazing people yeah. finding and picking amazing cool people, people attract cool people <laughs> yeah um if you enjoyed everything that we got to share with you from kim you should definitely go follow her on instagram her screen name is at kim green and that's g-r-e-e-n-e -E -E. so tack on that extra e at the end and mm -hmm. she shares all kinds of fun stuff and she said she's gonna put some good drew content up soon so watch for that yeah i loved I think the canoe story has become my favorite thing. <laughs> Thanks again, Kim, for joining us for the podcast. You're our fourth official guest. Um, if you include Jolina, we've had five guests in our first 20 episodes. Ooh, that's pretty good. Pretty amazing. And Kim is, that's no slouch. She's like a, that's a real good get. She's been on our guest wish list since the very beginning. We knew we wanted to talk to her and we yep. were right. She she brought it. <laughs> yep. And she's always been really cool with us on social media yeah. and connected with with us there. So we knew that it was possible. And she was like so enthusiastic and, and amazing. And we're so lucky. Uh, so, so grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did want to mention that we're going to take next week off for the holidays and just to give ourselves a little break before we jump in 
to some new topic we haven't even figured out what's coming next Hmm. (laughs) the options if you have a suggestion let us know if there's something you want to hear us talk about a certain movie a certain magazine we are totally open to your feedback guys we want to hear from you you know we want to make sure our fans are happy (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning into this special episode we hope it brought you as much joy as it brought us (laughs) i'm definitely like ah so many cool stories so much we love it um did i tell you guys that we wanted you to rate review and subscribe not sure you got the message i don't think you've ever said that i think you need to be a little bit okay really getting to tell you guys this time (laughs) okay if you're driving pull over get on there and just give us a little rating review us send something funny on apple podcasts about us something positive hopefully and we'll read it on the air next time and then come follow us over on instagram at how do you drew pod yeah, and speaking of uh, visiting us online, visit our website at howdoyoudrew.com. There will be another amazing companion page for this episode. Um, and Kim has shared some really cool pictures over the years, and a few of the best ones will be on our howdoyoudrew.com episode page. So make sure to check that out. Um, and send listener mail to howdoyoudrewpod at gmail.com. We mentioned we want suggestions for episodes. Send them there. please send anything we like interacting with you guys so come come join us in the party (laughs) so just to reiterate we are going to skip one week just to give ourselves a little break and we won't see you next Tuesday, but we will see you drewsday january 10th the day keep your ears out it's the day before my birthday Oh, well, 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 well. If you're here at the end, now you know Ashley's birthday and you can stalk her. Great. That's your prize for staying all the way to the end. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Have a great Happy holiday. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We'll see you in 